Welcome to Sister Speak Game of Thrones, where we discuss the awesome HBO series Game of Thrones from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister <laughs> And I'm Sister K. And, <laughs> and welcome to episode 10. Let's get started. Okay, I'm <laughs> laughing already. Dang, I didn't even get to say I'm Sister J. <laughs> Before okay, we start this laughing. this might be a silly episode. <laughs> we are t- we, re- we recline it again. Oh, they, hopefully we don't fall asleep talking. <laughs> it's, it's late. It's been a busy weekend. weekend. It's been a very we, busy weekend. Let me start off, this is Sister J, uh, Kay, saying uh, we apologize for the lateness of the podcast, especially yes. with it being such an exciting week of our contest ending and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But it's just been a busy week. Oh, so busy. And a busy day. I had meetings today and stuff, and I just, you know. Yeah, and it, we, just but couldn't get we it were done. dedicated. We did not want to revert to our old selves where we say, <laughs> let's just do it tomorrow, and tomorrow never comes, as yeah. our true fans know from our other podcast. Fringe. Yeah. <laughs> so we are dedicated. Okay. We decided we were going to get it done tonight. And it's late too, so hey. Okay, okay so this is episode 9 uh, titled Black Water. Okay, and we're going to do it a little different this this week because the whole episode was just a war. You know, yeah, yeah. the whole thing is the war, so we're not going to necessarily go character by character. We're just going to go with, like, what happened yeah. in the thing. That's fine. You know, because it's the war. It's the war. But anyway. But, um, okay. So, we're going to start with Stannis. We're going to start with, well, Stannis' well, the first scene, the first scene we have is Stannis coming in. Well, right. And, but the first scene we have is Davos That's a, true. and his son, Mathos. True. And they're on the deck of their ship because Stannis is on a different ship. Because if you recall, Stannis told uh, Davos that he was going to lead the fleet. Right, that's right. And 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 he said, "But well, I've only been a pirate and stuff." He said, "Yeah, but you're going to be leading this shit, <laughs> you know." So anyway, <clears throat> so Davos and Mathos are, are are you know talking, and Mathos is all excited because he says, "You know, you're coming back to King's Landing," and uh, Davos says. Psst, I haven't been back here in 20 years. I don't consider this my home. Right. You know, and he, he says, I've, I've only done it, for, been here from a pirate's point of view. I've never been leading no fleet, which I thought that was quite interesting. Well, he said the same thing about two weeks ago, remember? Yeah. When, you know, so it's like he's trying to excuse. Uh, to me, it's like somebody who's really humble who's like, well, I don't know how I got into this position because I really don't know. How to, in my opinion, I really don't know how to lead this fleet in this war because I've always been avoiding getting caught. Avoiding. And he said yes. that to Stannis a couple of weeks ago yes, when Stannis did. told him he wanted to lead the fleet. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he was excusing himself. He didn't have this, the, the um, belief in himself. But Mathos, this is the one thing I did like about Mathos mm-hmm. when he wasn't brooding. Yeah. Was he said, well, I believe in you. Right. And but the reason why Stannis did that, and that's because, if you recall, Davos said, well, you know what? A person who really, uh, who really cares for you tells you the hard truth. And the hard truth is that if you take that daggum Melisandre with you, it's going to be her win and not yours. Because they're already talking about she whispers in your ear and you do whatever she says. Yeah. So then 
Stannis comes back with, well, you're going to be leading my fleet. And he says, look, I'm a pirate. I've, you know, I'm not leading the fleet. Mm-hmm. And that's when, and when Stannis says to him, hard truths. He says, uh, "But you know, are you surprised? That I don't, I don't trust none of the mother fools, but I trust you. Are you surprised that Melisandre is not there? I no, am. I am. No, because Stannis is a man of uh, of honor. I mean, Stannis is a stand up guy. He is the rightful king. He is a stand up guy. He told Davos, okay, she, Lady Melisandre will not be on on the ship." And she's not on the ship. I know, but I'm still surprised that she's not there. Well, now, we haven't come to the finale yet. This is just a prequel to the finale. True. She might be lurking somewhere. (laughs) I mean, you know, you never know. That's true. So, but Stannis is a man of his work. Yeah. First of all, okay, let me digress right here right quick. I am liking me some Stannis. And uh, one of our Facebook listeners uh, or... or, uh, uh, Facebook fans, uh, Danielle, she sent a Facebook message and she says, Stannis is hard. And I said, you know what? That is true. That is exactly the right thing, Danielle. He is hardcore. He is not only a man's man. He says what he does and he does what he says. And I like him. I like yeah. him a lot. And and when it came time for, for uh for them to like go ashore and everything, he is at the very first one. See, I like he that. is saying, "Come on, y'all, follow me and sack the city." But he is—he is dodging those arrows just like his men are, and he is dodging those big old rocks that everybody that everybody else is dodging. Is dodging. I mean, I like that. And when he got up there, he is. Hacking him up just like everybody else. He's a good else. fighter. He's yeah. a good fighter and a good man, and he would make a good well, king. We'll see. We'll I see like how Stannis, good of though. a man he is. Well, I like and Stannis. Actually, that was Felicia, not Danielle, who said that on Facebook. It was Felicia. No, it was Danielle. Wow. Oh, okay. Felicia, I'm acknowledging you. Okay. So, well. You know. I thought it was Danielle. <laughs> it's Felicia. That's okay. Okay. But no, Stannis, I did like him. In the okay, second. Felicia, if it's you, hey, whatever. Well, dang, Sister Jane. Well, I'm just saying, but hey, I, what I read I just want to acknowledge was, it, okay, that, that she wrote it in, but um, on Facebook. But I agree with you. Stannis is, at least so far, I like the fact that he is in the lead of his boat after, well, you want, if we get to that part. You know, when well, they start storming the shore, yeah. you know, he was the first one up He was the there. very first one. He was he getting was his leading hands. his men. Yes, he was getting his hands dirty. He was exactly. fighting. And a good fighter. Very good fighter. And he told them, when they were saying, oh, back to the ship, he said, no, don't run. Yeah, he was upset when they but got... But now, the only, thing I, the only thing I wondered about that scene is... That's his own men pulling him, right? Right. Because they're trying to pull him to safety. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. They're trying to get him to yeah. leave, to retreat, yeah. because if they stay there at the end when all they get right. rescued, then they know they're going to get right. cut down. Okay. So. Because at first I thought, well, but he didn't want to. No, no, no. Of no. course not. He didn't want you know, to. He didn't now, want to nobody would ever do that to Joffrey. If Joffrey did, which we know he would never, but now, if he did happen, all, wait, if he did happen to be in the front lines and and he was, tr- nobody would ever try to save his ass. First of all, I am so proud 
I have to say proud of the hound when he finally said, fuck, fuck the king. Yep. <laughs> fuck the king's guard. Fuck the king. Fuck the city. Fuck the city. Uh, fuck the king. And they all looked horrified like, oh, we ain't got the well, hound behind you know us. What? You know what? It wasn't. Total departure from the hound. Yes, it was. Because up until now, he's just been stoic and yeah. dealing with everything. But, honey, he got... That fire jacked his ass up. Well, okay, a, a couple things got him. First of all, when he saw that wildfire, and I think everyone, especially Tyrion, when they saw the wildfire and the aftermath or what it caused yeah they were all surprised very surprised well, when they when they first blew up when it yeah. actually blew they were but what did it for the hound was when the bronze shot that arrow and and saved him basically it was like it it was just like a person who is shell-shocked like he was just looking all around at all the men fighting and the battle and the killing and this and then that, you know. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of the Hound. Okay. This kind of ties into it. Okay, so when we first see the Hound in this episode, he comes in when Bronn is partying up with the other soldiers. Yeah, that was a good and scene. we haven't seen up to this point animosity between the Hound and Bronn before. No. We really haven't even seen them together talking. But I'm like, why does he have such animosity towards Bronn um, to begin with? Because Bronn is with Tyrion. And he is with Joffrey. Okay. Well, that's what I... You asked what it was, and well, I think okay, that's what so it is. Once we get past that part, and he's... But at, what he's telling Bronn is, you're a killer just like I'm a killer. Exactly. You've killed, I've laid women in the ground and you've laid women in the ground. You're just like me. Which is exactly kind of what he was telling Sansa. Exactly. Your daddy was a killer. Son such as a killer. Well, he tells her that. But my point is, he's. it's like he's <coughs> trying to justify to himself what he is. And he, it's like he doesn't want to be that anymore. But he's trying to like convince himself. I don't think that, that, that at all. That's what he is. I don't think that at all. What I thought was this. I for whatever reason he was irritated that Braun was able to do what he was not able to do. Braun was able to be a stone as killer just like him, but he was able to party and have fun. And the hound is not able to do that. Oh, yeah. He can't sit there and just joke and laugh and, 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 and have people, you know, hanging on his every word and being social, but you're a killer. That's what the problem was. Uh, That's what irritated him when he went to that, that uh, a bar, pub, yeah. a tavern. That's what did it. Because Brom was having a good time. Yeah. All the King's Guard was hanging on his every word. Because he's a social guy and he's funny. Yeah. That story he was telling about the girl, you know, the hoe is saying, uh, it looked like your nose been broke a couple times. He said, Oh, well, let me tell you about the, all the times. And he talked about his his nose was broke the first time when he was five years old. Yeah. Now come on now. You know, and then he's telling the story and, and story and stuff. He's a very social guy. When the hound comes in with his main little man and everybody gets quiet. 
Yeah. Everybody gets quiet. That's true. You know, everybody was laughing and 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 laughing at the uh, at Bron's story, but every single person gets quiet because the hound is very formidable, and he a big guy. He is. He bigger than everybody. He is. So big. you know. He's Hodor big, you know, because Hodor big, see. <laughs> so, you know, and I think that's what it is, is that it is the fact that the hound is, or Bron is just like him, but Bron is social. The hound is not. No, he's not. But the reason the hound, and let's face it. I think the Hound also, even though there's nothing he can do about it back in the time period they live, but he also feels he feels um, uh, uh, self-conscious about the fact yeah. of his burns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because everybody looks at him, they don't see a nice guy, or maybe he's social too, but they don't see that. All they see is the fear of him. He ain't social. Well, but I'm just saying, who knows? But I'm just saying... <laughs> All people see is the fear of the hound, and I bet you the hound is not. I bet he has a soft, sensitive side, too, just like anybody else. Yeah, I think he does. Of course he does. But to me, that's what that whole tavern scene was. It was the the fact that the hound had a problem with Bron, not the other way around. Not the other way around, because, because he cannot reconcile. How is this fool a killer like my ass? But he is so social, and he's able to engage people, talk to people, people like him and stuff. Yeah. Nobody likes me. Nobody sits and talks to me. Because as you see, when he sat down with his little main little henchman, and they drank them other guys' drinks, they were just sitting there drinking. Now, you know, yeah, I mean, I see your point with that. I just thought in my mind, he's been saying the same kind of thing, though, for a couple, three scenes. And it's like he, in my opinion, it was like he was trying to convince himself that's who he was. I don't think he's trying to convince himself. I don't think he's wanting to be that way anymore. I don't think he's trying to convince himself at all. I think he's trying. I think he's saying what he expects other people to hear him say. You see what I'm saying? But anyway. Okay. So, but one point with, um, when we were going on to the wildfire is I feel like it started at the very beginning of the battle. When they were getting the arrows ready with all the fire, you saw him flinch back yep. when that guy was carrying the fire. And then when the wildfire started and he saw the men yes. burning, yes. I think that just took him back. And it started at that point. And then when I he went so out too. and started fighting, and there was, and he told that one archer guy, "Look, any fire come near me, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I got that. Wait a minute, I got that somewhere. Any fire come near me? What do you say? I'm gonna." Um, Choke you with he your says, intestines. He says, uh, where is, let's see, the hound. Where is the hound? Because I wrote that down because it was just so. The hound said, um, if any of your arrows come near me. That's what he said. Yeah. If he any of them come near me, I'm going to strangle you with your own guts. That's what he said. That's it. Now, that would make me afraid. I'd be like, okay. Okay. Going near his ass. You know? So, he was already kind of rattled from that. He really was. And then, as he's fighting, you know, he's doing pretty good. But then he saw that, and then um, he saw that guy running to him with that fire, Mm -hmm. and then Braun killed him. Uh That was it for him. He's like, okay, I got But he did also 
It was like a he person was looking who was around. shell shocked. Right. He looked yeah. around to see, but everywhere he was looking was at the fire. It was fire. on the fire. Yes. It was all stemming to the fire. He said, you know what? Let me leave. F this stuff. Uh, boy, bring me some, bring me something to drink. And the little boy bought him some wine. The little squire bought him some water. He said, no. Bring said, me some wine. the water. Bring me some wine. And then, so he's drinking him some wine. And he's making all his men go back into the castle gates. And 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 Tyrion's talking about, what you doing in here? You know? Yeah, and he says, point. fuck the king's guard. Fuck the city and fuck the king. Did you see how Joffrey's face when he said, yeah. fuck the king? Yeah. Because see, Joffrey ordered him to go back and fight. Remember? Well, yeah, but he's not gonna at he's this not. point. And he was done. He, he was done. He is done, but my point, well, we'll get to that, but later on, I'm thinking, okay, if you are really done, you need to start walking now, because if they come out of this shit, they're going to be hunting your ass. No, but he wanted to save Sansa. I know. He I know. To save Sansa. So that, I like that mm-hmm. scene. Well, we can get to it. Well, we, you want to go ahead and talk my about My favorite parts of the whole thing was Little Bitty Tyrion. Of course. Oh, first of all, when he was getting dressed in his armor, that was so cute. That was just too cute. Well, you quit saying cute. That's oh, just it annoying is. at this oh, point. Oh, it's just a really it's cute. It's annoying at this point. It's been a whole and, season. And too. Bar, oh, but he's so cute. And Bar, well, first of all, we see him, you know, in the bed with Shay, and she's asking him, Are you afraid? And he says, Well, yeah, of course I'm afraid. Because, yep. you know, if Stannis comes, he's going to burn every Lannister. And I'm a Lannister, so, yeah, I'm afraid. And she says, well. And, you know, she's always threatening somebody. I won't let them hurt you. What the hell she going to do? We don't know what she going to do, but she can do something. Well, uh, hey, you know what? At this point, it's just a bunch of talk. But anyway. She'll get a couple in. <laughs> you know but anyway, she will. But the next scene we see, Podrick is dressing uh, 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 Tyrion in his armor because you know them. The, uh, uh, they can't put their own now, armor. I like on. this. It was funny. Did I love Podrick though. Well, but I'm talking about Varys. Oh when yeah. Varys like, ooh, I, the horror of the bells. It always brings horrors. He says war. Mm-hmm. What do you say? War. Wild Weddings. Like, no, Tyrion said ways He's like, yes, yeah. He's like, uh huh, yeah, weddings too. Weddings too. That was yeah. funny. That was funny. But yeah, and, it was interesting to watch. And then he says, uh, oh, uh, uh, and who was he? Podrick? And Tyrion talking about, uh, you know the name, you of, know the name of the boy. He says, why did you say that? And he says, you he know says, I'm I know. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. I'm very sure that you understand Stand what I'm, what I'm saying. saying. You know every boy in this city. Mm-hmm. And Patrick's just going on with his work, but no armor on Terry. You, um, you know when when Varys is trying to tell him that Stannis has come this far because of black magic, and mm, yes. Tyrion's kind of shrugging it off, and he's like, "Look," which you know, I can understand his point. I can look, understand we have to deal with what we got to deal with at this point, but. Um, Varys is trying to say, oh, yeah, well, you don't really know anything about that. Or you don't believe in that, do you? He's like, mm-hmm. have I ever told you about when I was cut? Mm-hmm. And when he said that, did you notice they focused on Podrick at that moment? Yep. So I'm like, why are they focused on him? Because I think he cut, too. See, that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's the same. But um, I did like that Varys says, you know, a man with that kind of power in his ear sh- should not be king. 
should not be on the throne. And I feel like yeah. you're the only person who can defeat him, which I kind of liked his vote of confidence for Tyrion. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, that was nice. Yeah. That was I nice. I like that. Yeah. And it kind of, I think, helped Tyrion because Tyrion does like Varys. And I he think does. Varys likes him. Now, they don't trust each other, but I think they like each exactly. other. Well, because and Varys said, well, you don't trust me, do you? He says, I don't even trust my." He says, no, I but I don't even trust myself, myself <laughs> half the time, you know. <clears throat> so, but Tyrion, though, he did excellent throughout this whole episode, oh, though. Yes, he, he did. He was excellent throughout the whole episode because he it. was telling, he was actually from Jump Street. He was calling all the all shots. The shots. And did you notice how when he ordered the hound to go out and, and, and greet whatever uh, army was coming and stuff, you know, the hound went right to it. Well, he he should. He's the king of the, or he's the um, hand of the king. Well, so he's supposed exactly. to be the See? leader of the army, of the oh. guard. And let's digress for just a minute. I am so sick to death of Joffrey, but I. I see by the previews, we won't be rid of him, no. But dang. Calling her to kiss uh, his uh, damn sword. The safety of the highborn women's safety. Of the Red Keep. That's the Red Keep. To come and kiss his effing sword. (laughs) Now, when when he told her to do that, I kept thinking, ooh, he's going to jack it in her face. No, he's not. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad he did. Because there was too many other people around. I'm sure that's why. And he he had, I named it the Heart Eater. Oh, punk, you're not sticking nobody with it. He wasn't even down there. He wasn't even down there. Dang. Oh, he just makes me sick. shit. I know it. He makes me sick. Okay. So, you know, with Joffrey, we already know he a punk. Yes, but when they but we didn't go back to Davos and Mathos when, you know, they do the wild arrow. That was a big fucking arrow that Bron was well. But it had to go real far. It had to go real but far. Was really and it smart. had to light up the boat. Yeah, it was really smart of Tyrion to do that. Yeah. And take care of the first wave. But I wasn't, you know, I didn't understand until um, Stana says he can, oh, the little imp can only do that once. Let's go on the shore. Because I figured, well, how come he can't do it more than one time? Yeah. You know what? Well, because he used up all the wildfire. I guess he used all of it. He used but it all up. one thing I can say, though, Tyrion did not understand what it would do because he looked well, really... Well, no one has seen it. Right. But Tyrion looked really troubled that all those men were screaming and hollering and getting their flesh burned and stuff. I don't think he felt troubled about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I think he did, too. I don't think so. I, I think he did. I feel like they were all in awe of what Wildfire... I think he did because... And, and I'll tell you why I think he did. And that's because once they were at the gate batter, with a battering ram, ram in the front gate, he told his men, those are brave men banging at our door. But let's go out. And we'll surround no, them. Let's go kill them is what he yeah, said. Yeah, well, true. But he recognized that they were brave men, well, too. Yes, but he, he, I don't, he doesn't feel, I, well, you know, I feel like I think he was. with the wildfire was, look at this shit. Because as soon as it would blow up, it would splash on someone and, like, I stick know. to them, like oil or something. It was awful. And so that means, obviously, well, 
we're assuming that means that Mathos and Davos are gone. I don't know. Because it blew Davos out. Right. You know, out of the boat. I don't know if Davos is gone, but I think Mathos is gone because he was right there. I think Davos is gone because. Yeah, he might be. All that oil or wildfire was in the water, so the water was burning too. Yeah, so when they true. splashed in the water, it, I mean, it leveled all them ships. All well, of them it didn't level all of them, just the ones that well, were in proximity. Right, at the, at the very first In wave. close proximity, because as you see, a whole bunch of men came on shore. They showed, well, they had a shit ton of ships. They had a whole lot of ships. I wonder what ship uh, the pirates on. Yeah, that's, now that's what I wondered. I hope that wasn't the ship. The Seaworth guy, what's his name? That was, I no, forget what his name It was Davos Seaworth, but I can't remember the other <clears> guy's name, but... Yeah, I kept wondering. I wonder if we're going to see the pirate guy that they borrowed the ships from mm-hmm. being like, oh, shit, you know, this done blew up half my damn shit. I know. <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, which one of our, I, I don't recall which one of our viewers uh, <clears throat> called Cersei a day drunk in the last episode. I can't remember either. But she a night drunk, too. She, she was all drunk, the time drunk. His- I'm telling you, <laughs> she has taken a liking to the wine. <laughs> she was and drunk she- in the whole episode. She was drinking that wine. First, we see Cersei, Cersei though. She's with that Meister Pycelle. And did you notice how he was all bent over and his hands were shaking and everything? He, you know what? He can drop the act down. They done caught he him ain't already. Dropping nothing, and I'm surprised that he was out. Yeah, she made him I get know, out. But still, that he still, she still has him helping her out. Well, yeah, she needed that nightshade, essence of nightshade. That's a poison. I knew, I knew, I know. And you know, when she kept giving Sansa wine, I kept thinking, oh shit! I know, she's I was poisoning so afraid Sansa. she was poisoning her, I did but, too. but she wasn't. She, thank goodness, she wasn't though. But she sure was. She had some crazy ass dialogue in this episode. <laughs> well, she was drunk. Well, it wasn't all crazy. She was, but she kept taunting Sandra. She's just taunting leave her. her alone. She's taunting her, but she wasn't crazy. I mean, what she was saying was true. If those troops take over the castle, mm-hmm. then women are going to be hurt. You know? I thought the most interesting thing she said was when she was talking about her and Jamie, when they were young, looked exactly yep. alike. Even their father couldn't tell the difference. But he, they taught him how to use a sword. She, she said, "A sword, ride horses, and mace. Use mace." That's what she said. And they taught her how to smile and curse. She was a girl. Well, yeah, but well, yeah. well, we get that. But she was she was really ticked and off then about. She said, it. I should have been born a man, which we she's been saying yeah. basically that, except coming out and saying it. Yeah. For what half the season? Half the season, all the season. And actually. Tyrion said it last. Or two weeks ago, you do not have a cock either. So yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But she comes out and says it in this episode. Yeah, I she does. Been born a man. She does. I'd much rather be out there fighting than being here with all these damn hens. Uh huh. And then Sansa with her little crazy ass. Or no, she's not crazy. She's naive. Yeah. Naive. Yeah, but you invited all these people in here. She said that's because it's expected of me. And she, what she say? Because if my crazy ass brother does prevail, <laughs> then all his little hands gonna go back to their little stupid cocks and say, "Oh, the queen had us in there, and they were, she was helping us." Yes, you know, and it's expected of me, just like it'll be expected of you. I mean, she was saying stuff to get 
under Sansa's mm. skin and to scare right. her because that's her little hobby now. But that's what I like. Shay was but, hawking her. Honey, but she hawked Shay though. Did you see that? Yeah, she did. And Cersei may be crazy, but she's smart also. Yeah, but she drunk and though. She, well, but she's smart because she knew after one sentence. Well, actually, she knew from the first moment she saw Shay that Shay was not highborn mm-hmm. uh, skilled. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how to curtsy. Well, that's because she didn't know how to curtsy. But she, but that's all part of her body mm-hmm. language stuff. She knew that. And then when she started talking, she knew she was from Loras. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I thought, how'd she know that? And Shay looked kind of pleased at first <clears throat> until she said, well, but... Uh, Highborn, you ain't highborn. My handmaiden was. Yeah, Lothraki. I had a Lothrathy, Lothrathy, uh handmaiden, and she was highborn, a noble, a noble's daughter. But you are not. And that's when and you man, saw Shay's face the way Shay stared at her. She says, "Well, tell us a story." She just stood there staring at her for a minute. She did. I thought to myself, you, you go, Shay. But she started to talk before. Uh, well, yeah, that Lancel came in. Yeah. That, they, they got. But it I like that up. scene because. And then, did you notice as soon as he came in, she quickly she quit, darted off. Like, yep. let me get the hell out of sight real yep. quick. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still there, but she went back through the shadows. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And this is another thing where she's always talking about violence, but I think she would actually do something. Yeah. Because when she was um, telling Sansa to go back to her room. Yep. And she's like, I gotta go say goodbye to someone or say something, you know, find That's somebody. That's she said. I have to go say goodbye to someone. Um, Sansa was like, well, but you, but she's like, oh, nobody gonna hurt me. And she, she said, showed nobody's her gonna knife. rape me. Mm-hmm. And she, cause she got a knife on her, her, her calf. <laughs> so believe me, there's a story. She knows how to fight. She knows how to take yeah. care of herself. She's always telling someone, I'll cut their face off. <laughs> I'll take care of myself. I'll cut them. I'll cut them. I'll they cut throat. them. <laughs> She is always saying that. Yeah, so, though, I'll, so, you know, one day I would like to see her in action, though. Yeah, that's true. See her actually fight and see what she what she's about. Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> and that's then, the last oh, we'll see of her, though. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then Sansa does um, Run go to back her to room. her room. And she's really not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't even notice that the hound was in there. He was in there but drinking. I'm like, oh, shit now. Getting drunk. Getting drunk. And um, says that he's going to get far away, which I thought was a good plan. Because, yep. again, if they actually survive this battle, the fact that he said, fuck the king and fuck the king's oh, yeah. guard, they're going to be dead after meat. him. They yes. dead meat. And he could kill a whole bunch, but he can't kill everybody. That's what I'm saying about... Everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's why I said about Brienne, Brienne. last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, she can kill a bunch of them, but she can't kill all of them. No, she See? can't. So the hound has no other choice but to leave. And then he says, but he Sansa, goes, she's gonna go I can take you to Winterfell. But I thought it was interesting. He said, I don't know where I'm going to go, but I'm thinking maybe north. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, huh. So maybe, see, this is where, to me, it all goes back to him not wanting to be the killer, quote, unquote, anymore. Yeah. Because... Maybe he so. knows that up in the north, it's more honorable. Yeah. The people that, like, Ned Stark was an honorable man. He was dumb about the game. <laughs> but he was honorable. Yeah. And he wouldn't just kill people willy-nilly. He did it with honor. He did it with battle. And, you know, there were certain laws. And if he had to do it, then he did it. But, you know, it's because of the law. 
And it, I don't know, it just made, struck me that he didn't say, I'll go south or I'll go, he said, I'll go to the north. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I, well, I'll I go to Winterfell. You, I can take you yeah, home to Winterfell. I can take you to home. Would you like that? And I didn't understand why she said, well, I'll be safe enough here. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, when we, Bitch. come on, can we go? Come on. Can we go today, right Everybody now? Everybody told you, you know, come on now. But, uh. you know, they didn't show it, but I'm wondering if, well, you know, it's probably a moot point at this point, but I was thinking, well, maybe she, uh, at the end of that scene, maybe she went ahead and said, oh, wait a minute, I'll be, I'll come with you. Well, she did. I be- don't think so. Yeah, because she says, you won't hurt me, will you? And she, he says, no, little bird, I'm not going to hurt you. So he's opening the door. But he's leaving. She just stood there. Well, that's so funny. to me, it looked like she stayed. Hmm. And maybe um, she did. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, if I was her, I'd have been like, yes, but maybe she was afraid that he was wanting something nefarious because now it's been, what, two weeks that first she almost got raped in the streets. Second, um, Cersei's talking about people going to want her cake or pie or whatever the hell <laughs> she was talking about. <laughs> Cersei was telling her, a tears are a woman's good weapon, but the best weapon a woman has is between her legs. No. And you need to learn how to use yeah, it. Yeah, she did say that, but before she that, said. she said that they were all going to be raped if someone came, if the exactly. census people went in there, and a little tasty morsel like you, a little piece of tasty cake like you, <laughs> will be slurped up or licked up or whatever the hell she said. And I'm like, well, damn, Cersei. <laughs> She drunk. <laughs> you don't got to tell the girl that shit. You're going to be happy for your red flower then because somebody looking like as good as you. Oh, yeah. Men don't care much what you look like. Uh-huh. When their blood is hot or something. Whatever she said. <laughs> she said something about Chandler was a piece of cake and they was going to sop her up or something. <laughs> now, after all that, when the hell, you know, after all that, and you go to your room and the hound is in there, I guess you would be a little apprehensive. Okay, what yeah, the fuck is this dude what? true. <laughs> you gonna hurt me? Oh, I can take you home to work. Uh, uh, that's alright. I'll just take my chances here. <laughs> yeah, she probably does that. That might have been her motivation. Because at yeah. first, I was looking at it going, well, shit, girl, go. Because Joffrey ain't gonna get no nicer. Cersei's yeah. done scared your ass for the last four or five hours. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't stay there. But then I'm th- I, soon, I started to think, well, but wait, look at her alternative. It was crazy as the hound. Yeah. Talk about leaving, drinking. You know, after mm-hmm. all that she's been through, I probably would have hesitated myself. Mm-hmm. You know. She's in a pickle. She's, she's in, in a, a pickle. pickle. But I, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I don't think he would have hurt her either. I think he really was going to take her back. I think he was. You know. Mm-hmm. As a protector person, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was funny. So hopefully he actually does run off because if he don't, they're going to get him. They're going to get him though. Yeah. They're going to get yeah. him. Yeah. They're going to get him. But, yeah. um, uh, then when Tyrion is fighting and, 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 you know, he takes the men through the tunnels. Oh, well, we didn't get to the scene where he actually talks to the men. Yeah, you know Joffrey's little chicken shit ass. Uh, well, Lancel's little chicken shit ass actually is out there 
fighting and he's running he got hit by the arrow running back to Sarah's like telling her what's going on of course half ass telling her yeah he keeps leaving so he don't know what the hell's going on he don't know but um she's telling him oh we'll get Joffrey back here and he it was funny because he did say something that Tyrion said well he needs to stay out there for the morale of the, yeah, of the he guys does. but um anyway so he goes to get him and, and Joffrey's little punk ass should I go what did she say did she say it was urgent they talking about uh, looking at this other guy saying, uh, Sir Mandon. Yeah. You, you stay here and you represent. represent the king in the battle. Shit. You dumb pussy ass. <laughs> you know? And we don't know where his ass was because he wasn't with Cersei. No, because she told Lancel not to bring him there because then he would never live it down that he was in there hiding out with the women. Uh huh. So she told him, I think, to take him back to his room chambers or whatever uh, but uh, still uh, they are gonna know that his ass is uh, retreated is gone. is gone they all saw him walk so then Tyrion had to talk to the men and I like that scene that was very good he I said, like that scene you know, I like what he said too. don't fight for the king don't, don't fight, fight for, for us no fight for yourself for this your, is your yeah. city this is your, your women that they're gonna burn up your women they're gonna take and rape Yo, yo gold. Yeah, yo shit they're gonna snatch. Let's <laughs> fight for yourself. Which was I liked. Hey, uh-huh. And he I says, liked. I can show you a way out of this city and we can come up behind them and yeah. just get them. Yeah. That's what he said. That was pretty smart. That and so was that's very what he smart. was wanting to find the plans for the city, I guess, mm-hmm. for. Yeah, because uh uh Boris told him uh, with the map, he says the Targaryens had built about 50 miles of underground tunnels. That's a lot. I didn't hear him say all that, but I heard Yes, he said 50 had, miles. They had built this, the Almost kingdom 50 miles. to withstand a siege and to escape if they needed to. Well, Tyrion said, oh, this looks like about 20 miles of tunnels. And Varys says, uh, more like almost 50 miles of tunnels. And, and they had some, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they had some pretty good... Um, Special effects. And them they did. Fools throwing them rocks and it knocked that de- it. dude's head off. That was like. Well, Ugh. and then when Stannis got over the wall and he chopped that top dude's of that dude's head, head off. off. Yes. I said, go, Stannis. Mm. Now, when Tyrion did take the troops around, did you notice when he hit that one dude in the leg? Yes. His leg immediately chopped off. Chopped off. off. Like, well, that was sharp ass blade. But see, but the whole point was wait. I was cracking up. I was cracking up because, you know, he's so little. That's all he could hit was that dude's leg. But it was effective. And then once the guy fell on the ground, he was hacking him with that axe. Yeah. Tyrion was tough. He was. And he I was liked tough. That, they, that he actually got the battle experience. Oh, yeah. And But this is my part where I was like, okay, this is fucked up. What? Because when they defeated all those guys at the wall that yep. were trying to get in, and he turns around and they see all those a shitload of other people coming. Because while they was fighting, didn't you see out on the ocean they was rowing too? Yes, they's coming ashore. Yes, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, because Matho said, Matho said we have ten times the army. Yeah, they the did. number of men. They had all ten of times. Well, they had all of Renly's and Stannis and people. the um. Pirate people yep. and all that stuff. So that was like what, eighty thousand, a whole, whole bunch of people, shit, a load of people. So anyway, 
But when I saw that, I was like, what the hell are they going to do? He's going to have to duck under something and hide. But he didn't. He, no, he, he didn't. kept on fighting. He kept on fighting. And, of course, he got cut on, the, on the face. the fucking guy. Why I, did he do that? Because he don't like him. Because he's always talking up on him. He he Damn. doesn't like him. That's the same dude. That's I King think, Joffrey's dude. Yes, that's King, yeah. The mean one that was hitting Sansa. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And he okay, don't like Tyrion. I, now that you mention that, because mm-hmm. I wondered at the time. But when why Tyrion, the hell was he fighting Tyrion? When Tyrion looked at him and that guy just stood there, I was like, ooh, ooh, that ain't gonna be good. That ain't gonna be good. <laughs> and so, oh lord. And so when he swiped his thing, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't you kill my Terry, my favorite character. Hey, oh, Terry. But he, well, he can't die with no face, facial wound. Well, but I was hoping that it wasn't like uh, Stannis where the dude's head slides off. No, But then it, it just bled a little bit, so I'm thinking hopefully he's just cut. He, and, he's just cut on his face. Yeah, and that way they can just mm-hmm. patch his little butt up. He'll be on. back. Yeah. yeah, he'll be back. But when I, I was I was upset for but about I like five minutes. Podrick though. Podrick's the one that got him. Yeah. Podrick saved Tyrion. Because he he had a big old spear and he gutted that guy. Well, he got him in the head. Yeah. That's good. He gone. He gone. Now I wanted to know where Braun was. Braun was and all that. At well that he point. was fighting. I mean still fighting somewhere. Yeah. You know. Oh, and one of the best, well, the scene that gave, well, before the scene that gave me the goosebumps, when uh, they kind of show Cersei running out the room because she's told Lance to go get, uh, what's his name, Joffrey. Mm -hmm. She leaves the room, of course, and we next see her with the little Tommen, her little son, with that damn vial. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, she ain't. Why don't she drink the shit then? That's what I'm wondering. Why is she even going to give Go it to him? Talking about everybody's going to be bowing to you. Everybody's going to be coming to you. You're going to be the king and stuff. But she's going to kill his ass. That's stupid. Yeah. I didn't get that scene at all. I think she's nor, thinking. No, I liked it well, either. I think she's thinking like Tyrion said. If Stannis comes, wins, they're going to kill every Lannister. And Tom, or Baratheon, um, in her mind. But every Lannister is going to be killed. So I'm thinking, well, I guess that's what she's thinking. I just want to save my child from being tortured, killed, put his head put up on, who knows. But I kept thinking, well, what? That's, yeah. Anyway, but that little story she was telling him about the the lion, or the stag, and uh, whatever, the lion, and, um, and then... You intersp- they interspersed that with the battle scenes, and then yeah. all of a sudden you see, you know, of course Tyrion by that point slashed, and he's passing out, and you see this, what do you call it, a flurry, what do you call it, a big old stampede of horses, kind of a in a horde. blurry, yeah, <laughs> a horde of horses, not really a horde, but, yeah. you know, a stampede of horses, and you see that one white horse in the mm. middle, and I'm like, Wait You know, minute. it's Tywin. The only one I've seen with a white horse besides Brienne and them has Tywin. Tywin. And yeah. I was actually happy at that moment. I was I not. I was like, okay. And someone on Twitter or somewhere put, this is the one time and the one time only I was happy to see a Lannister. And no. I agree because I did not want 
Stannis to win because that would have meant that Tyrion would have been killed. I wanted Stannis to win. I freely admit. I wanted Stannis to win. At least nick him. You know? At least nick Cersei and stuff. And then Tywin could have come. Yes. But okay. I wanted I, agree with I that. wanted Stannis to win. At least like being on that throne or something or 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 ousting them or something. I agree and with that. And then stand uh, uh Tywin and all his men come and they, you know, save the day. Yeah. But I didn't like that at all. But I mean, you know, I didn't think for a moment, it didn't impress me one bit that uh Tyrion was cut and he was passing out, you know, uh, 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 on the ground because I knew he wasn't going to die, first of all. He got a he got a cut on his face. You're not going to die from a cut on your face, number one. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, for me, anyway, <coughs> excuse me, this was my least favorite episode of the whole season. What? Yep. My least favorite of the whole season. Oh, no. This is an excellent episode. No, I didn't think so. I but, liked it. I mean, it was, you know, entertaining enough, but... Why? Because it was just the battle? <laughs> I think it's because it was just the battle and because of the... I don't know, just the way... It was just not very satisfying to me. I didn't like nothing that happened what? generally. I didn't like Cersei and her drunk ass. I didn't like Sansa and her stupid ass. Well, but you look, know. we kind of went I, through that. Yeah, I know. And I did like Tyrion leading the men. I yes. did like that. Yes. I liked Stannis leading his men because that was really, really great. Yeah, that was but, good. But um, I don't know. It was just, you know, maybe maybe the finale finale will be, you know, Better. Well, the finale finale will have all of the characters, you yes. know, again. So you'll have a variety. But, I mean, this right. was, the whole point was war is coming. And so we had to spend, you know, the whole season, actually before the season, we knew war is coming. Yeah, that's and true. But you know what? We had to have, you know, an epic episode to depict that war. Well, I don't consider this an epic episode. Well, it, it, okay. I mean, it's just not to me, you know. Um, I thought it was because of... Because Rob Stark is still coming, so, you know. Yeah, but see, Rob, you know, last episode, we don't really... I, I thought, and we talked about it, that Tywin was going to rob. No, 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 because, no, no. Yes, we did, because one of the guys, when they left, said, let's go kill some wolves. And so we talked about this last week about him going to Rob. We didn't we didn't know he was going to King's Landing to try to say or help with the war effort. I kind of thought he was going to King's Landing because now, because they already talked about Stannis was two days from King's Landing. So of course they were going to King's Landing because Stannis was closer to King's Landing than Rob was. So I don't know where you got the fact that he wasn't going to, to King's Landing because he said that at the beginning of that scene, right before Arya went to find Jacken. No, he didn't. He said, yes, we'll he ride did. Out. No, he said, we'll ride out tonight. And then later, one of those henchmen said, let's go kill some wolves. So we talked, we even talked about this last time and oh, said. Wow. I don't recall. Okay. Anyway. Anywho, okay. But, did, but what I was going to say is. When Tywin did come into the throne room, 
there was Loris from Rimley's. Yep. Loris. The Ty- Tyrells. The Tyrells. There's Loris with Tywin. So he obviously went yep. to wherever they live. I forgot the name of it now. And picked him up and said, come and help me fight. Yep. And we'll team up and the Tyrells and the Lannisters yep. can be together and let's get this shit done. And then yep. Tywin, I, he is such the guy who plays him, walking in with his little battle gear on, the war is over. We have won. That was mm-hmm. a great, to me, that was a great scene. But, mm. you know. I, I wasn't impressed. I liked the episode. I did. I was not impressed when he said... The war is over. We have won because the war is not over, and they did not win. Not yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know that war is over, right? But anyway. and that was the main war, you know. But I'm interested to see now what now that Tywin is there, even though he's not the king, how he handles the King Joffrey. Really, that's what I'm interested to see because I feel like he got some shit for a little Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Even though Joffrey is the actual king, he ain't going to take no shit. Mm-hmm. He know Joffrey not the king, but he wants to keep it in the family. Of course, of course. He ain't never going to admit that. But mm. Okay, well, I think we covered everything in the episode. I think so. So let's get on to our feedback. We had a lot of great feedback of this week. Thank everyone for that. And yep. get into the contest. Let's start out with our iTunes Comments first. Um, Our first one is from SFA Adams 44. Okay. Sister J and Sister K bring an insightful, funny perspective to their review of Game of Thrones. They do a great job of describing the scenes with interest and humor and never giving any spoilers. I can't wait for each new episode and look forward just as eagerly for this podcast. Since I usually listen while at the gym... I'm sure one day I'll drop away on my head when one of the sisters oh, makes me crack up. Oh, Lord. I hope Keep, not. But I know. <laughs> Keep up the great work, ladies. I'm sure Jack and Rob are just waiting to meet you both. <laughs> Best Game of Thrones podcast, five stars. Thank you very much. S- Thank SFA. SFA Adams 44. Adams. SFA Adams 44. Yes. Thank you for that Thank five you. star review. Thank you. Our next one is from Alabama Freddy. Okay. Love my sisters like a Lannister. (laughs) That's not a compliment. (laughs) Lady uh, J and Lady K, y'all make my day. Five stars, only because I can't give you more. (laughs) Looking forward to Walking Dead. Have you considered reviewing American Horror Story? It just begs for your insights. Uh -uh. Hate that season two of Thrones is coming to an end, but I'll be right there for the true blood. Uh, excuse me, for True Blood. Love ya, Freddie. Five stars. Thank you, Alabama Freddie. Thank you, Freddie. Uh, no, I won't be doing American Horror Story, no. But we we are going to do The Walking Dead. We decided. Yeah. We're going to do season three of The Walking Dead. And we'll do some kind of a, a, a wrap-up uh, or initial episode where we wrap up seasons one and two. And as far as American Horror Story, I did watch it. Well, I came in a little bit late. And, of course, as you know, AMC is really, well, in that particular show, they're really strange on their episodes. They're not, they don't post them all. So I kind of watched them out of order. But I'm so annoyed with that show at the end, killing up all the people. I'm like, what are they going to do next? So 
I don't know if I'll be catching it when it comes back on. I never did watch it, so. It, uh, I will say Jessica Lang tore it up. She mm. was really good. But I don't know if I'll be going back. But that's mm. another story. Thank you, Alabama Freddie. We won't be podcasting it, though. No. Okay, our next uh, comment is from Elizabeth50. Hey, Elizabeth. As many others have said, this ain't your geeky cousin's Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> this is sitting around the kitchen table or on the porch with your aunts laughing and dishing about one of the best shows around. The sisters call it like they see it and are always funny and entertaining. You will laugh out loud. You will snort red Kool-Aid out your nose. <laughs> and you will be entertained. Spoiler free. Don't pass this one up. Five stars. Oh, thank you so much for that, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, Review Elizabeth and snorting Kool-Aid out, out your, your nose. nose. Oh, Ooh. that visual is just that awful. Terrible. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. Our next one is from Greasy Toupee. Hey, Greasy, Greasy. Toupee. Greasy, Greasy Toupee. This podcast is like a cool breeze on a 90-degree day. <laughs> you anxiously anticipate its arrival and then feel a sense of relief when it finally shows up. You smile as it washes over you and you laugh as it invigorates your soul. Intelligent, refreshing, and hilarious. The sisters deliver a spoiler-free podcast that is second to none. The same can be said for their True Blood podcast. Ladies, thank you for providing a much-needed voice and perspective. Melissa, five stars. Thank you, Melissa, for that um, five-star review. We appreciate Greasy it. Toupee. That's one. Greasy Toupee. Mm, okay, mm, our next mm. one is from M. Pessoa. Who? Pete Pessoa, I think. Okay. How you pronounce it. Okay. As a woman of color, it feels great to hear sisters expressing their love for the fantasy genre. Since Game of Thrones only has one more episode this season, season I'm hoping that J and K will find another show to review, such as Grimm, Once Upon a Time, Being Human, etc., these shows will probably be, be rebroadcast over the sum, summer. Hint, hint. Five stars. Thank you for that five-star review. And I don't watch Graham. I do watch uh, Being Human. I really like that. Yeah. I've watched both seasons of it. I don't think I want to podcast it, though. But I do like the uh, episode. And actually, uh, I, I would like to add on, on um, BBC America, Being Human, the British version, is much better. Well, I, I told you that when you well, started watching I'm this just, American I'm just, version. But I'm just saying. But I like the American version, I, Yeah, though. I will say. I started, I was skeptical because I started out watching the BBC American version mm-hmm. when it, for, you know, when it was on. Uh-huh. And I liked it. And then when the American version came, I was like, I'm not watching that mess. And then there was a marathon on or something one day and I watched it. I like and it. I was like, okay, this ain't bad. I yeah, like it. it's pretty good. So we'll see. I, I don't think we'll podcast no, that. but I'm not going to. You know, there's but just I so do much, like them. Yeah, I and I've never watched. I've well, never watched. I Graham. actually did watch Graham, and I couldn't handle it. I just it was too silly for me. I was not just not interested in watching yeah, it. So I watched the the make the one man is some kind of bounder hound or bro, bro, I don't even Whatever. know how to say it, but it was weird. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I just couldn't get past his makeup, and that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I know what you I mean. Like, oh no, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I know what you mean. Ooh, sorry. I'm making fun of your show. Mm-hmm. Imposa Pizzoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next iTunes review is from Vala Mayo. Okay. Uh, the sisters are just as entertaining as the Game of Thrones. Keep up the awesome reviews. Susan from Texas. Oh, Vala thank Mayo. you. Thank, thank you, you for so that. Thank you so much. 
for all of those iTunes reviews and yeah, all of y'all thank y'all. will receive two entries or did receive two entries into our yep, contest. Yep, we put your name in there two times. Two times. We did have a... Um, And we did have one other um, iTunes review from Steven mm-hmm. in the UK. And I'm sorry, Steven, I did not um, print that out um, to read it. So we'll read it next week. But just know that we did get it and your name did go into the contest twice. Oh, great. So thank you so much for doing that. And I'm sorry, I just didn't have, I just forgot until now. And we'll read you on the next one. Okay. Okay, so let's get to our email feedback. Okay. Okay. Um, our first one is from uh, Todd. Hey, Todd. He says, hey, sisters, Todd again. Because my last email reached you late, it seems Dora made me look extra foolish by informing Vargas again. Sorry, not Vargas. Varys. Again. <laughs> Vargas. I don't know where I got Vargas from. Oh, no. Varys again, as you mentioned in the last podcast, when I thought he was done with that. And we did too. From the last podcast when you were discussing Varys and Tyrion scene, it reminded me of something from another podcast or review. The gist was Tyrion asked Varys what he wanted, but Varys turned it around on Tyrion and never answered. Or did he in a subtle way by bringing up Daenerys? I think perhaps Varys's game includes Daenerys. That may be why Jorah is still writing to him, too, if he believes the eunuch favors Daenerys. Ooh, that's a good thought. Also, in season one, when Arya was hiding in the dragon skull, we saw Varys talking to Illyrio, the guy advising Viserys and Daenerys in the first episode of the series. That fat guy that they were living with. Illyrio told Varys that it will take time, that Drogo would not make his move until his son is born. Maybe it was even Varys' idea for Illyrio to give Khaleesi the dragon eggs, hoping she could hatch them. My only sticking point with that is this, is this. Why would Varys pass the information along to the council? To seem invaluable to the kingdom while also potentially providing the warning to Jorah about the assassination, assassins after her. Or did the king put Varys or Jorah up to find out about the remaining Targaryens in the first place, and so Varys withholding info wouldn't work? Ooh. Hmm. That's interesting, Todd. I like that well, idea. I don't you know, know, and I totally forgot about that when Ari when Arya was down in those little catacombs. Yep. And she heard them talking. I didn't even know that was who he was talking to. Yep. But that does that I do remember that now. Ooh, that's interesting. But we I that F and Jorah did tell. I mean, who See, else? That's could what have I'm been? gonna say. I mean, Jorah did tell. And not only does Jorah tell, other people know that Varus has information because Davos told his son. Yes. Lord, uh, no, he said Varos knows what you ate for breakfast. Three days ago. Three days ago before you even got on the boat. So how does he know that Varus gets information? Because he knows. I mean, Varus has been in power for a while. Exactly. He knows so and, you know, yeah, that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "I loved Blackwater because we got a lot of one of my favorites, little Tyrion in his little armor yeah. with his little axe." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I agree, Todd. I mean, 
Bobby, you look so cute. Got a little bitty armor on and everything. He said with his little armor and his little axe. His little axe. <sighs> you guys are awful. Did Sister K scold me? Don't disappoint. I love how you stand up for him while Sister J laughs at all. Because he's so cute. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I also love the hound speech of fuck the white cloaks, fuck the kingdom, and fuck the king. That's right. Joffrey's face was too good. Oh, yeah. I love it. His jaws just fell like, what? What am I going to do now? I ain't got nobody to protect my ass. Well, he's that other fool. Well, but hey. Too bad the plan of Sansa locking her chamber door and waiting for Stannis to win didn't work out for her. She should have took the hound up on his offer. Yep. Did you miss the other characters this week or like the more tight focus? I second or third some feedback you have of re- Oh, Lord. I second or third some feedback you have read of desiring a Walking Dead podcast from you when it returns. Okay. Uh, yes, we are. We did decide to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to do Walking and Dead. I didn't miss the other characters. I mean, I missed... I, I miss Khaleesi. I miss Jacken, as y'all know. Yeah. But, I mean, I... <laughs> honestly, this episode, I was engrossed in it. I yeah. loved all the Tyrion that we got. I loved that. And so, I didn't really miss it. And we had... It was kind of scattered enough. The only thing that kind of irritated me if anything did and it really wasn't that bad <laughs> was all the son uh the cersei picking up sansa i'm like oh again well okay, come on for me i miss khaleesi i miss what's going on in Carth, and i want to know where that red she devil is that's what i want to know and i miss seeing king rob i well, want to know what he's doing yeah I really wanted to know where the uh, red woman is. I want to know where she is, Melisandre, Lady Melisandre is, but I want to know what Rob's doing. And I want to know um, if Stannis got away. I'm thinking he did. I'm but, hoping he did. Yeah. Where is he going to go? I guess he'll I get like back Stannis. on the ship and go back. Yeah, well, back on the ship. Yeah. I mean, they can't get him on the ship. They can only do that big shit one time. Mm-hmm. Wildflower. Wildfire, I Fire. mean. Fire. Mm-hmm. So. Well, those were some good ideas, Todd. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch and, and think. But, yeah, I, in, your, in your question, I didn't miss um, the other characters. I did. But Sister J did. Okay. Well, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd, for that email. uh, Email is from Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hi, ladies. I had previously liked your Facebook page and was so happy to see on my news feed that you now have a podcast for Game of Thrones. A year or so ago, I listened religiously to your True Blood podcast, but I'm over the Sookie Love Fest now. That's the truth. Next. Anyway, I downloaded several of your GOT reviews, and I must say that the sisters are better than ever. So a few comments on the last couple of episodes. Y'all were hard on cat. <laughs> Laugh out loud. I'm not saying what she did that what she did was all right, but she really had no choice. And sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. She had a choice. With the cart starks getting all liquored and riled up, I believe that cat planned to let Jamie go before she ever walked in his cage. She may or may not get her daughters back as that lion ass little finger proposed, but allowing those men to kill the Kingslayer would certainly seal at least Seal 1 at least sends his death warrant. Poor cat. We have the comfort of knowing what's going on with all the kids, but she doesn't. I say damn Carstark and his revenge. 
And then Rob, with his fine self, he'll get over it. <laughs> if Rob weren't so busy strolling in the forest with Miss Mystery Trick, he might have been. Ooh, he might have been back in time to deal with it himself. Besides, are we absolutely sure that the plan was to have Brienne take Jamie to King's Landing? We actually thought that Cat had Brienne take him someplace neutral and out of everyone's reach. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, no, I didn't think that's about that. Either. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Cat never got a chance to speak with Rob because he was pissy, rightfully so, and walked out on her before she could tell him any details. As well, Karstark and the others were um, on hand and she wouldn't want them to know this. Oh, and Sister Kay, you are so right about the camera catching Talissa's expressions slash reactions. <laughs> we noticed that, too. Something's up with that chick. The final episode should be interesting. Yeah. The Theon and Yara scene in episode eight was my favorite. Theon is well out of control, and I enjoyed him. I enjoyed watching Yara lay him out. I've got two theories. Number one, what she said to him when she got to Winterfell was sincere. So far, she seems, quote-unquote, a very smart and apparently brave woman. She wasn't too mushy about it, and she even asked her men to leave the room in order to let him know, which is true. Yeah. Theon's well out of his depth, and I think she just wants him back home and away from more trouble. Number two, the second theory is just the opposite. She spent years building her legacy, and Theon thinks he can just waltz in and take over. I agree with that. Have either of you become suspicious of Dagmar's puppet strings yet? Yep. He seems a bit too eager and engaged in everything and has coerced Theon to every colossal misstep he's taken since they met. Each move seems to have been made for the purposes of having Theon dig a hole for himself that he can't get out of. Taking Winterfell, killing Sir Roderick, making everyone think that he's killed the boys. She showed up just before Dagmar on the docks. Maybe Dagmar is actually working for her. In either case, I think something is definitely up with Dagmar. Ooh, I didn't think mm. about that. That could be. Finally, episode 9 was total awesomeness. But I don't see how Joffrey could ever show his face as a king. What a wuss. I'll be watching it again this week. Um, and by the way, with regard to the C word, word, the English UK used the C word as often as we, US, used the term asshole. It's a cultural thing that the show has obviously embraced, because, perhaps because of where they film and the actors used. And that's it. That's all she said. Hmm. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you, Felicia, for those comments. That was comments. some great insights, too, on what's going on with Theon and huh. what I hadn't thought about that before. Well, yeah. That's good. Okay, our next one is from Brother Ray. Hey, Brother Ray. Well, sisters, war has come and gone. Yep. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was a nice change for an entire episode to be devoted to one storyline. If your enemies are knocking down your door, drink wine. That Cersei was throwing them back, <laughs> which gave us some of the best lines of the season, as well as her complete backstory. Mm. Sisters, I, I um, have new respect for her. She is a person you love to hate. I look forward to her no matter how evil she is, unlike Joffrey, who I just want gone. Cersei has no illusions of her life or how awful Joffrey is. She knows how messed up it all is, and she has learned to survive and has no tolerance for those without strength. I sense that she looks at Sansa and sees her own life flash before her eyes, which cause her pain for what she knows Sansa will so soon endure. I think so. Yeah, that's, that might be yeah, true. Yeah, I think so. I believe she is trying to make Sansa tougher to be able to survive. Question, is Sansa playing smart? I just don't know anymore. 
don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think you know. And we didn't talk about those little digs that Sansa. Well, but I don't think Sansa is playing smart. I think Sansa is says all that crap that she says because she's browbeat because she's. You know, she's she's psychologically abused. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so at every, like when Tyrion says, she says, I'll pray for you all. And he says, oh, and you're going to pray for me? And she says, I'll pray for you just like I do the, the King Joffrey. And he looked at her because he's thinking, how in the hell uh, did she pray for him? I uh, know. You know, as nasty as he is her. So I think she does what she believes is expected of her so she won't be beat no more or yeah he hit no more or stripped you know and and almost uh sorted anymore see? yeah that's true but uh yeah yeah that's what i think uh, as for the rest of the episode say what you want about stannis that man is relentless yeah but this episode was all about the supporting characters and their bonds yep i loved how we had more hound and sansa time from the previews it appears that sansa will not join him also, I love the friendship between Bronn and Tyrion. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah, that was good. Most important, way to go, Podrick, for saving our Tyrion. I know. Shay having Sansa's best interest and Varys becoming a closer ally of Tyrion, providing him with the map. Yep. I'm, I am already furious, as it seems that Tyrion will not get the respect he deserves for holding off Stannis' army. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tywin rolled in with the Tyrells. Did you notice Laura's Tyrell and Rinley's armor? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, they saved the day, but it wasn't. But if it wasn't for Tyrion, the city would have been, already been destroyed. Yeah, I won't even get into that damn Joffrey, as I am sure you have already talked about that pitiful little as already. He talks more crap and can't back it up. He came back shit up. Pod is a young man, and he never left Tyrion's side on the battlefield. Yep, no excuse for Joffrey. Ugh. Yep. Well, enough of my long email. Looking forward to the finale, brother Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray, Thank for that Thank you, email. Brother Ray. And, yeah, we agree with a lot of your comments. Yes. Yeah, F- Joffrey's Joffrey. just an a-hole. Got to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, our next email is from Texas Ludus. Hey, Texas Ludus. Just wanted to let you know that you have a very entertaining podcast. I listen to you at work to pass the time, and I have to watch myself from laughing out loud <laughs> and disturbing my coworkers. <laughs> I enjoy different perspectives about my favorite shows that I watch, and I have to say you have a really fresh approach. I know you have the True Blood podcast coming up, but I would really like you to watch the first three seasons of Spartacus and give your perspective <laughs> on each of those episodes. It's a I really have watched. Great, wait, oh. It's a really great show and would really enjoy your take on that. Keep up the great work, and I will miss the laughs when the season is over. Texas Lutus. Okay, Texas Lutus. This is Sister J. Listen up. I have watched every season and every episode of Spartacus, and all I got to say about Spartacus is full frontal nudity. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Are naked, Bull. walking around. I love it. Crixus is my man. Singing in the breeze. Oh, that that actor playing Crixus is too fine. Yeah. And is. now Andy Whitfield was just so beautiful. He, he was he was, was just he was Spartacus. He, he was. was. But the guy they got playing in the sequel now, since uh, uh, Mr. Whitfield died of cancer. 
He is good though, but he's just not the same. He's not the same. No, but I will say, but he is good though. We we I watch Spartacus also. Yep, and I really like it every season. This season, though, the last one, yeah, I had a hard time with until about the third episode or fourth. I know that damn man. They have Spartacus. Whoever's writing him is different now because they keep having him have all these damn speeches. Yeah, and he knows everything. Yeah, you guys, we cannot do it. This and way. I don't like we can that battle. And we can. I mean, every damn time he opens his mouth, he's preaching to someone. But the only thing I gotta say is this: if they come out with another Spartacus. I don't know if I'm going to watch it because Animaeus is gone. A lot of people are gone. I mean, Animaeus. I love that whole backstory with Animaeus. How he got to be Doctore and everything. Who is I the love other it. guy? Ganicus. Ganicus. I like him Oh, too. yeah. I like now, him. See, you know what they could have done is they could have let Ganicus be the head. But they couldn't, I, I guess. Know it. The I name know. of the show is Spartacus. I but, know. Um, Lucretia's gone. Yep. Oh, I really liked her husband. But I, I like the fact that Glabba's gone. Oh, yeah. Woo! He had to go. I mean, every season, it's a little bit like um, Game of Thrones. They, they don't mind killing up. They will kill up a characters. Kill up a, uh, oh, kill up a food. Kill they up done up. killed up Spartacus' girlfriend. Everything. They sure did. They That's killed her I up, get. and I liked her. Now, I don't like the new um, Navia. Navia. I don't like her. Um, it She's takes some getting used to wide-eyed or something. I don't know what it is. It but. takes some getting used to, but I mean, I like her okay. Anyway, as you can see, but yeah, we watch we every episode love, of Spartacus. I didn't catch your name, Texas Ludus, because I'm thinking Ludus. Yeah, you got, you got some people training in your house because if you do, I need to come over and see this. <laughs> oh, but thank you. Thank you for that email and that uh, little reminiscing of what yep. Spartacus. Yeah, we Spartacus. love Spartacus. I like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, we're not, we're not going to podcast on it, but we do. No, watch. but we do watch it. Yes. Okay, our next email is from uh, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Hello, sisters. In a sister's voice, first of all, <laughs> the UK iTunes page should now have my review on there. It obviously wasn't the last time you looked, but anyway, let's get started. Okay. We, I did see it, Stephen. Sorry that I didn't have it to read. I just wanted to email in and show some love for the title song of this show that we all love. Yep. Every time I hear it, I start humming along and do so for the rest of the day. I hear it a lot, too, as it is currently my ringtone. That's my ringtone, too. But you know what? Thank you for playing it on your podcast. Yep. Right now, I'm off to hum some more. So speak to you soon, sisters. Stephen from Ormskirk, England. Thank you, Stephen, for that email. And you know what, Stephen? I do the same thing. When I hear that little tune, then it's like in my head all day. All day. I love it. And I'm just humming it. it. I'm working and I'm humming it, you know. So, oh, yeah. He also um, sent another message. Um, saying he just watched the latest episode of Blackwater, and all I have to say is, holy shit, that was epic. Disappointed that Joffrey and Cersei are still alive, though. <laughs> Damn, I wish they would all die. <laughs> then there's the half-man Tyrion. My girlfriend was in tears with his, with his scenes toward the end. Can't wait till the next one, Stephen. <laughs> I don't know why y'all gonna I, cry, because Tyrion got cut. You're I'm not dead. But you don't. The first watching, you don't really know that. You don't know how you gonna die from a cut on the cheek. 
Sister J, come How on. How you going to die from a cut on the cheek? But at the now, time, they, you if, don't know. They hey, don't show it If they that. cut an artery or something, I could see it. But he's on the cheek. At the time that you first watch it, you don't know how deep the cut is. Oh, please. It's All on the face. All you know is you see some facial bleeding. He falls over. So he's going to have a deformed face. That's about it. I'm with you, Stephen. Uh, your girlfriend and me <laughs> had the same reaction because I kind of felt some prickly pricklies in my eyes, too. Mm, I, I didn't. No, nothing fell, but you know. Okay, but like, thank you anyway, Stephen, for that email. What well, ain't? All right. <laughs> okay, our next email is from Sherry. Hey, Sherry. Widow Yorin. Widow Yorin. Hey, sisters. This was a great episode with so many wonderful scenes. George R.R. did a wonderful job writing this episode. Number one, sisters, I have two boys, dogs, that together weigh around 240 pounds. What? Damn! Damn! What kind of dogs you got, Widow Yorn? Oh, is this... Widow Yorn, were you the one that wrote us about your Great Dane knocking your TV up against the wall? That wasn't her. I I don't think it was her. Mm -mm. Somebody else. Okay. Oh, let us know what kind of dogs make up 240 pounds. If anything ever frightened either of my boys... It would give me pause and scare me, too. When Joffrey saw his hound, who probably weighs as much as my boys, terrified, Joffrey's whole attitude changed. Ooh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's true, though. His bravery went right out the window, and he went to the safety of his chamber. Yep. He didn't even demand the hound's head for treason and saying, F the king, the city, and guards. That's right. If the hound would have asked, I bet Joffrey would have escaped the city with him. Well, at least Roz is safe from any further abuse. You know I what? Know. I did not even think about that. Because they did show Joffrey's face like, what Oh, yeah, the? his face fell. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But maybe it was like that, too. Maybe it's because he's never seen him scared. Mm-hmm. And that was, we didn't say it, but um, when Tyrion was saying, do you, you need to get back out there. And he's saying, F the, he's like, well, the black water is on fire. And the yeah. way his voice kind of trembled, yeah. you could tell he was scared. Yeah. Um. But he didn't want to show that he was really, hmm. really scared. So maybe that's what Joffrey's... I'm more intrigued about what kind of dog she got to make up 240 pounds. <laughs> Damn! Some big-ass dogs. Number two, my name is Sarah, Sarah C. Lannister Baratheon. Queen Regent first of my name, and I'm an alcoholic. Ain't she, though? My Dang. husband was a jolly old drunk, but I'm a mean drunk who forces minors to drink <laughs> with me, even if they're not thirsty. I know! That is so true. I know! I guess there was no drinking age back then. Uh, Number three, the final scene, Daddy's Home. Tywin winning the last war, coming to the rescue of his dysfunctional kids and grandkids. Love how he rode his horse into the throne room. mm. Sorry, Tyrion, you just lost your job as Hand of the King. Shay, you need to find another place to live two days. <laughs> Ain't That's that true, the truth? Because once Sarah Shay that the truth? recover, she's going to be looking for Shay. She's going to be looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lancel, you're fired. <laughs> Pycelle, get back to work. Mm. Sansa, heard you flowered, you flowered time to plan your wedding. Mm. By the way, where the hell is your sister? Mm-hmm. Joffrey, grow up and grow up hair. Cersei, put down the bottle and sober up. Where the F is the small council? Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see how ty- how Tywin cleans up the mess Cersei and Joffrey have created in King's Landing. Have a wonderful week, ladies. Widow Yorin. Thank you, Sherry, for that email. Thank you. And yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what Tywin does. That's what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. And uh, Unfortunately, we only have one. But I would like to correct one thing, Widow Yorin. Tywin 
rode in to the throne room on a horse in the previews. It wasn't in this episode. That's on the previews. He just came walking in and said, the war is over. We won. Sister J, who cares? I'm just saying. You ain't got to be that exact. Hey, I'm just saying, but thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Our next email is from Tony. Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, ladies and or sisters. Damn, y'all rock. Get a couple sisters together to talk about war and damn, it's funny. Yep. But I keep coming back for more. Anyway, a couple of things of interest. Number one, Cersei's evil ass. Yeah, Stannis would have did as the words from Cersei herself, things only a woman could think of. But I was waiting for him to try. Yep. Two, Joffrey's scary ass. If only he knew if he reached his mother, she was going to poison his ass. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Can't have that. That would have been too easy for him. We need more slapping the half man out of them. <laughs> but it would be more enjoyable if Sansa killed him. Yep. Three, Davos is in between a hard place and a rock. I know. He's a good guy and has to deal with a son who believes in the wrong things and a bewitched Stannis. How as fearless as he was storming, storming the ramparts should have been in the rear with the gear directing his men. Mm-hmm. You would think with all those men, why didn't they have three or four boats land up to the rock, land up the road to block any chance of Tywin reaching them until it was too late. Now, the one thing that impresses me was Shay. She was not afraid of Cersei. She sure was. She never takes her eyes off Cersei. She doesn't lower her head like the rest of them. Nope. This is what attracts Cersei's attention and makes her say, I don't know this one. Mm-hmm. That's true because in she the doesn't. background, she was staring straight at Cersei. Staring straight yep, at her. True. And when Cersei was telling um, uh, Sansa all that shit about, yeah. you know. You can see her in the back. Yeah, she was hawking her too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she was hawking Straighten her. Straighten her back and bend. Well, you may never have to do that if you were already queen. This woman, Shay, has a lot to her. Yeah. Okay, one last thing. When Cersei says, Stannis is here for us, she should have said, like hell, queen bitch. He wants you and my beloved Joffrey. How does that work for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm long gone. There's so much to say, but limited time. Good luck, good podcast, and stay frosty, Tony. Thank you, Tony, Thank for you, that Tony. email. That was good observation. Yes, it was. Okay, our next email is from Tammy. Hey, Tammy and Andreas. And Andreas. Thank you. I didn't have Khaleesi or Winterfell. Oh, excuse me. We didn't have Khaleesi or Winterfell or what's going on with Sister Kay's husband. Instead, (laughs) we got a kick-ass battle episode and great scenes in between of Cersei getting her drink on. Drink. (laughs) Tyrion was awesome in this episode as well. Who else loved that scene where they focus on a shot of a soldier's legs? And I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and he chops his leg off because that's all he can reach. Tyrion knee high to <laughs> one of them off. <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah, I do too. Sister K, I know you think it's wrong to point out his littleness, but he owns his littleness. He does. And it works to his benefit in this whole damn series. That's right. Also, it's okay to say little. As the politically correct term is, little people or little person. That's true. Maybe it's not quite okay to howl with laughter <laughs> when you say it, but laugh out loud. I, for one, thought Tyrion looked damn handsome in his armor, too. He did. He did look so cute. It was so cute. But see, when Sister J says cute, she's not saying it like a handsome cute. <laughs> she... <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha! 
so cute. Oh, oh, no. oh my stomach hurt. <laughs> I was actually glad that oh, the whole episode focused on the battle at King's Landing. <sighs> there was no way I could have bared it if they cut away from a good action scene to deal with pouty Jon Snow I know. or angsty Daenerys. That's true. That is true. Who I love that scene where the hound was like, fuck the king and got the heck out of there. That's right. He saw that fire and it understandably freaked him out since that's the one thing that scares the shit out of him due to his abusive brother. Yeah. Sister Jay was so right when she mentioned in one podcast that the hound has this look on his face like, I'm so tired of this shit. I know it. I really don't know why Sansa didn't immediately hightail it out of King's Landing when Sandor asked her if she wanted to go home. What the hell? Maybe she was... All too freaked out that he left the battle in favor of creeping in a teenage girl's room. Or maybe that's just me. But I'm not sure if she's trying to either play that game or be noble like her dad, poor old dead Ned, by staying in King's Landing. She's trying to be noble. I think she's trying to be noble. And I think, like I said before, she might have been a little freaked out after all that talk of raping and shit. I think she's trying to be noble like her dad. Cake and pie and slurping and shit. (laughs) <laughs> what did she say she said slurping or licking or something I'm going to go back and lick so <laughs> I can't remember what she said it was something crazy though <laughs> so she, she was drunk I mean <laughs> she, <laughs> you tried to make you trying to make sense out of some shit that don't make no sense. <laughs> that fool was drunk. You know, she was intoxicated saying all that shit. I know. <sighs> so Cersei's plan is to commit murder-suicide if the city is taken over. Yep. Damn, Cersei, relax. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could use another drink. She was certainly determined to mess with Sansa to the very end. Oh, yeah. I'm glad she wasn't able to murder Tommen. If only she would have took a sip of that poison first, though. Ain't it the truth? Before her daddy showed up to save the day. Now, okay, that's what got me. Why was she popping the lid on that shit and putting it up to her baby boy's mouth? She should have drank the shit herself first. She wasn't going to do that. No. Dang, people like that get on my nerves. I'm getting a bit distracted from this email because Andreas just so happens to be watching HGTV and they're featuring a couple of women, both of them black, looking at an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) The disturbing thing is one of the women has a short, thick, curly afro with a deep center part. The top of her head looks like a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait! We talked about that shit once before! (laughs) You don't wear no center... <laughs> Don't you remember? No, we didn't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. On, on one of our True Blood podcasts. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. She says, Oh, Lord. <laughs> she's got a short, thick, curly afro with a deep center part. The top of her head oh, Lord. looks like a shelf. Sorry. <laughs> All I can think of is what Sister J would say about this. Oh, hell yeah. And now I totally lost my focus. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> We talked about that on one of we our two blood podcasts. You're right. It was Ain't no blood. black woman gonna wear no goddamn center part. Excuse me. Center, center part, part down her afro. Why Hell would no. You part an afro. 
Hell no. The whole no. point of an afro is... Because don't you remember they had Tara looking like that shit? Yes, I remember. At the end of season well, three. Yeah, when she cut all her braids out. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a whole long conversation on that. True Blood about that, that shit. Wait, 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 let me read. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. Um, she said, I totally lost my focus. I don't think I can remember any more points in Game of Thrones that I wanted to bring up since I'm now too busy laughing so hard, recalling one of the best conversations during the season three finale of True Blood. That's right. Regarding Tara's haircut. <laughs> Sister J. But then, who? Sister K, okay, go ahead. Sister J, who did design this <laughs> daggum afro haircut with a park down the center? That's right. Sister K, a wig? Sister yeah. K, oh my God, that is the ugliest wig I can think of. It's got a daggum part down the middle. First of all, when you have hair that thick and curly, you don't be having no part down the middle. That's yeah. the- <laughs> So here's the hoping for a good season finale on Game of Thrones from Tammy, who oh. now tries to part her hair on the side. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Tammy. And, uh, say, hey, Tammy, say hi to your husband, Andreas. Andreas. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh so my funny. God. I cannot believe it. See, mm. it does happen. So we thought um, it was just the Game of Thrones didn't know how to oh, do hair. Hell no, no, true blood. Uh, true blood, excuse me, didn't know how to do hell hair. Hell no, be parting no hair down the middle. Oh, that's funny. Lord, thank you, Tammy, thank for you, that Tammy. email. Ooh, that was a good one. Okay, our next email is from Elizabeth. Hey, she Elizabeth. Says, hey, Sister J and Sister K. Last podcast, you wondered if we'd seen any other naked men on Game of Thrones besides Hodor. Not that I'm keeping track, honestly. But in season one, we did see Theon release his kraken, so to speak. I guess his clothes just aren't as complicated as Rob's, Elizabeth. Hmm. Apparently, uh, one of those scenes when he was with Roz, maybe. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. I don't want to see him. Yeah. Okay, our next email is from Brett. Thank you, Elizabeth, for that email. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, Our next email is from Brett. Hey, Brett. Hi, sisters. Long time, no type. Just been really busy. Yep. Wanted to chime in on the last episode, though. Even though everyone I know seems to have loved it, I thought it was fine, but not terribly special. Mm-hmm. The battle, the scale of the battle was always going to be a problem to portray on TV screens. But I was a bit disappointed, along with the trickery of darkness and computer magic, about how tightly the battle scenes were shot. For example, I didn't feel that Stannis was even in the same battle as the rest, as isolated as he was made to look. Hmm. Tyrion was always, excuse me, was great as always, but I found myself wishing for more of the intrigue and dialogue, and less of the Blackwater action that has been anticipated for so long. Am I alone in this? No, Sister J agrees with you, I think, on that. Yeah, I agree. And sorry if this has been dealt with and I missed it, but what do we think of Rob's girl? Besides the fact that she's smoking hot. Seems like they've laid on pretty thick the idea that she's a spy, but is it a bluff? I think it is. Look forward to getting back into the mix. Best, Brett. Thank you, Brett, for that email. And I think Lady Talissa being a spy is a fake. It's a fake out. I don't believe she's a spy. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Mm. I mean, I still feel like something shady about her, though. I don't think so. Something shady about her. Just her looks are weird. 
But that's you know. because she's supposed to be foreign. Foreign people don't have shady looks. Well, I that's my opinion. I don't believe she's a spy. Well. I think it's just a big old fake out. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay, our next email is from Tori. Hey, Tori. Hello, sisters. There were so many awesome character moments in this episode. Stannis leading his army onto the bay. Yep. Sansa calming an entire room with a few well-chosen words. Ron and the Hound squaring off. The Hound and Sansa's exchange in her room. And perhaps best of all, Tyrion's speech, which included, Those are brave men. Let's go kill them. Yep. One of his best okay. lines of the season. Yep. And how effing cool is Bronn? Can't believe the season is over. It went by so fast. Mm-hmm. But I'll be seeing you sisters on your True Blood podcast, of which I have been a listener for two years, cool. but never wrote in. Putting in my vote for your ladies to do Walking Dead podcast. Yep. Great podcast as always, Tori. Thank you, Tori, Thank for you, that Tori. email. And yeah, we are going to do a Walking Dead, but yeah, I'm getting anxious now for True Blood also. Yes. Because we do enjoy that one. Um, yeah. Thank you, Tori, for that. And our last email is from Myron. Hey, Myron. Hot damn, sisters. This was by far my favorite episode of the season, if not the entire series. Really? You know what that means, don't you, Sister J? Nope. Sister K, I will understand if you have to edit this post because this is going to be, let's say it together now, a long ass email. Oh, shit. Okay. Motivational comments. The hound to the lead archer. Any one of those flaming fucking arrows coming near me, I will strangle you with your own guts. Yep, I like that. Him don't like fire, sisters. The hound to his men. Anyone dies with a clean sword, I'll rape this fucking corpse. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that one. I do believe the hound has missed his true calling. He should have been a motivational speaker. <laughs> Scenes of note. Bronn to Tyrion. Don't get killed. Tyrion, nor you, my friend. Bronn, oh, are we friends now? Tyrion, of course we are. Just because I pay you for your services doesn't diminish our friendship. Bronn. It enhances it, really. Tyrion. Oh, enhances. Fancy word for a sellsword. Bronn. Been spending time with fancy, fancy folks. Fancy folks. So, yeah, that I like that. I do like that. Yeah. And then he goes to the Varys and Tyrion. Podrick, is that it? Tyrion. Is that it? Nice touch. Like you don't know the names of every boy in town. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what you're suggesting. I'm entirely sure you are entirely sure of what I'm suggesting. And then he puts uh, a little homophobia in Westeros, sisters. Oh, Lord. <laughs> do you trust him? <clears throat> Oddly enough, I do. Podrick Payne, distant relative of Ilan Payne, smiles. This is where Tyrion shines at his best. He doesn't turn up his nose at the common people like all the other so-called highborn. That's true. <clears throat> that comment probably endeared Podrick to Tyrion, which enabled him to poke a spear through that knight's head that's saving Tyrion at the end, but I digress. <clears throat> Speaking of that night, who was it and why did he do it? Joffrey to the Hound. Oh, the Hound. Tell the king that. Tell the Hound that the king has asked him a question. The king has asked you a question. Lancel, tell the Hound to tell the king that the Hand is extremely busy. The Hand of the king would like me to tell you to tell the king. If I tell the Hound to cut you in half, he will do it without a second thought. Tyrion, that will make me the quarterman. It just doesn't have the same mm. ring to it. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> I did like that um, that's, that uh, phrase that he was saying. Um, okay, let's get down to his number ones. Number one, the hound might punk all of the people all the time, but if you are a man named Bronn, you got another thing coming. 
Now, I don't know who would win in single combat because I'm sure they both fight dirty. But Braun definitely got his street cred in this scene. Mm-hmm. What do you think, sisters? Yeah, I think so because he, he definitely saved the hound. He did. Yeah, because the hound was like <clears throat> shell-shocked. Shell yeah. And so he was just standing there and he was going to be hit. You know, he was going to be cut. Now, in a battle with the Hound and Bron, I think they'd both be jacked up because, like yeah. Bron said, he's quick. But the Hound's got that power. And, and the Hound is bigger. And big. And big. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I was kind of feeling a little bit of fear for Bron. Yeah. Bron had his little knife at the ready, so. That's true. I don't know. Number two. Sisters, did Varys turn gay after having some bad shadow coochie? Maybe that's why he doesn't like magic and knows all the names of the boys in town. Just saying. No, uh, uh, Virus was gay from being cut, probably. I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they I keep, don't know. They keep making comments in the whole mm-hmm. series about how him liking the boys. And maybe that's just them saying it because there's never been any confirmation. Exactly. <clears throat> so I don't know. <clears throat> Number three. If Stannis was the leader of his troops, was it smart for him to have been the first one to scale the walls? Who is directing the battle? He sure was an eager beaver, but from a strategic perspective, I don't think it was the best decision. Oh, I do. I do. Because his men followed him because he was right there with them. According to how everyone's talked in the series so far that, you know, if you're going to make that decision to go to war you then need you to need to be, right be out there, there. In the front line yeah yeah so i think he did a good job number four cersei is a damn scared straight god mother isn't she she misses no words and does not delude sounds of what it really means to be queen she sure don't i like wine don't get me wrong but if i was told i was going to be raped and possibly killed i would want to get high <laughs> 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 Number five, what did you think about Renly's ghost in battle? If you didn't know, Loras was wearing Renly's armor and yep. he rode into battle on Renly's horse, which I didn't remember that. I didn't really Obviously, Littlefinger that. worked his magic and got Tywin to make a deal with House Tyrell. Yes, obviously he did. Yeah, obviously, but we don't know that to the end. A man is saddened that there is only one more hour of a fantastic show. <laughs> a man will follow the sisters back to True Blood. Maybe Tara can be picked up for a Game of Thrones uh, next season so a man can see her lip quiver. <laughs> Myron. Thank you, Myron, Thank for you, that Myron. email. Yeah, Tara will never live down that lip quiver, you Honey. know. But no, she's not going to be in Game of Thrones. She better be on True Blood. Thank you, Myron, they for that email. Shown, have you know she, that she's not in any commercials? I know, but she's not dead. I don't think she's no, dead either. she's not dead. No, no. Well, that was all of our email. Okay, that was cool. all of our feedback. What about our Twitter and stuff? Well, we did have some um, feedback on Twitter from uh, Iontrone and Scott and, uh, you know, but... We don't usually read those comments. They're just like quick okay. little, you know. Yeah. How you doing? We're watching. Okay, so, so. now comes the 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 contest, the contest of the uh, 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 podcast, and like we said, uh, the prize is a set of five shot glasses uh, that have the the house's sigil and their motto and everything on it. 
And this time, Sister Kay is going to be picking out the name. She's, can you hear her? Yes, they can probably hear it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she's spilling them out. Okay. Sorry. Well, I put okay. them back. But anyway, okay, she's mixing up all the names. We put all the names on a piece of paper, and all the people who who did a Twitter Twitter uh, comment, they have two. No, little, it's iTunes. Excuse me, iTunes. They have two entries yes. in. So each okay. person. Okay. So. Okay, so. Let me dig down. Here goes Sister K. Who, who won? The winner is. Tori. Hey, Tori! Yay! Where is Tori? Woohoo! Okay, Tori's the winner of the five, five shot glasses. Shot glass feedback contest number two. Yep. So, Tori, email us your address where you want us to mail this and we will get those out to you. Yep, we'll ship it to you. We'll ship it to you. And thank you, everyone, for all of your feedback. And all of the entries, we, first of all, you know, we couldn't do the podcast and make it what it is without your feedback. I think that's the best part of what we do on the podcast. Yep. And we couldn't do it without you, so we appreciate all of it. And thank thank you all for making this what it is. Yep. Because it's been a fun, fun season. And, you know, we're kind of getting so we kind of like these little podcast things so well. We'll probably do it for kind True Blood, after too. Five, after the many years that we've been doing it. I know. but So we'll probably follow it up in the True Blood podcast, oh, too. Oh, the contest, what you're yeah, saying. The yeah, the contest. The contest. If you would listen. You said podcast, I thought. Oh, I said contest. Okay. Anyway, congratulations, Tori, Tori, for your winning. Congratulations. All righty. All right. So if um, we have one episode left. One. I know it's going to be epic, epic, epic also. Yeah. So now the last one will be epic. Make sure that you send in your feedback for our last episode of Game of Thrones, which will be next week. Um, our email address is sisterspeak at gmail.com. You can yep. leave a comment on our website, which is sisterspeakpodcast.com. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash podcast. We're both on Twitter at underscore Sister K and underscore Sister J. Yep. And also at Sister Speak Cast. Um, it's just been really fun. And we hope that the last episode gets off with a bang. And we hope to hear from everyone next week as well. And we'll be podcasting a lot earlier next yes. week. Yes, we will. Because all the madness, craziness is, yep. is over with by then. So, yep. yeah, we can get past Okay. So thank you so much, Sister J, for staying up late to do this. You're welcome, Sister K. <laughs> That's it for now. We'll see you next week. Oh, wait, I forgot. Is this, see, I'm so tired. I can't remember. <laughs> we, we didn't even start out. <laughs> Did you give our voicemail number? No, I don't know. Okay, that. So. No, we don't need to look on the well, website. Y'all can look on the website. Yeah. Okay, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.